It's happening. Yeah. Here we we're, go. We're doing it. It's uh, it's all coming together. I'm doing a show of Flappers headlining on Friday the 12th. Oh, good. And I've I've told no one. So this is me <laughs> beginning my PR blitz. Jen the, the push. Yeah. This is it. You guys it, feeling is it? it? Friday night? Yes. Friday right, the 12th. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and I'm also doing a benefit for Roger Feeney's club in Ann Arbor. But that's oh, at 5 o'clock. I would do a benefit for Roger Feeney. Okay. I had to cancel a week for Roger Feeney. Uh, that was, we were supposed to do something, I think, in October. Yeah, yeah, cancel. for sure. We should totally. So is it on the bubble or something? Or uh, Yeah, the club's troubled. The club uh, is troubled. Yeah, it's fucks. Because it's one of the indie ones, right? Yeah, like and, these chains can absorb anything, apparently. But, but the indie clubs are struggling. You know, I was, Andy, <laughs> I was having this conversation. And there's uh, there's a store in my neighborhood called LED bulbs supply yeah uh, it's called le it's something like led light supply and andy went in there one time to find light bulbs led light bulbs and the one armenian guy that was working there my people yeah uh, could, could not have been more surprised that there was a customer <laughs> and that there he was he washing wanted, money and your husband interrupted him. Which is what I think might be this seems like a tax dodge, these these uh these these chains of comedy clubs. Oh, I was gonna say, uh I, I except for you, you're the only Armenian business person I think is legit, honestly. And I apologize <laughs> for that. I'll try to yeah, update my that can't, yeah, that can't be true. That can't. Uh, I know. I know any number of honest Armenians. I know it's a. It's there's. It's you know what it is. Hmm. It's it's the tracksuits, and uh, not helping. Not yeah. helping. And and quite honestly, here so many immigrants and immigrants have a have uh, of all kinds. Nobody came here on purpose, right? Right. And so everybody is kind of scrambling. Well, it like seems whatever. like Armenians went to Glendale on purpose. That seems like a targeted, like, no, was Glendale no, no. advertising in Armenia? Like, uh, they did no. tend to congregate. They all probably wanted to go to Beverly Hills. <laughs> and they ended up mm -hmm. in Glendale. Yeah, and it's, it's a, you're on the way to Beverly Hills. Sure are. Yeah, you're two, just, you're two marriages away from Beverly Hills <laughs> and 38 miles. So, uh, <laughs> did you see um, I'm jumping all over the place because I don't That's have okay. a lot of uh, a big plan here. But uh, Danielle Perez and a couple other comics, the Real Housewives of Zoom. Uh, I saw it on her chat. I haven't watched it yet. Is it is it just uh, all like I saw was the trailer and it yeah. is. And so I don't know how real it is or if it's just a trailer or That's what the great. hell's happening. It's a great idea. But I laughed my fool head off and I and I don't have all the information. I can't even remember the other comics. <laughs> I just remember Danielle and because um, she plays someone who hosts this Zoom thing. And one of the other comics is Mrs. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is a Mrs. Zoom. There is one. And she's pretty happy about Corona. I'll tell you that. I can't tell you how funny that is to me. Um, so, mm-hmm. but that is not my joke, but just made me laugh a whole lot. Um, I was too tired mm-hmm. to do a show today because of the way the scheduling of this day, yeah. you know, Sunday services, usually on a Sunday. Yes. Uh, couldn't face it. Couldn't, couldn't deal. Of- it's a lot to put together every Sunday. I mean, the fact that you keep doing that is so impressive to me, man, the, the tech I, this week I decided to join TikTok. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know a, a couple of Gen Xers who have made that announcement and they all seem reluctant and hesitant. Do they seem exhausted? (laughs) Yes. Because I'm also, I also joined Reels. Is that? I'm doing Reels on Instagram. Instagram. Oh, it's on Instagram. What's Twitter's thing that was a copy of Reels? Uh, I don't know. I'm also, but I have been posting on Twitter every day. I do like the bedtime. I do a comedy clip, right? Mm -hmm. And on Twitter, uh, which could be up to something like two minutes and 40 seconds, which is about the shortest my jokes run. Uh, Reels are 15 to 30 seconds on Mm -hmm. Instagram. TikTok is one minute. So Mm -hmm. one of my jokes on Instagram is four or five reels. And I'm like, you guys, you guys still paying attention? What's happening? So uh, I have to first, I have to clip them down to some sort of funny-ish 30 seconds and then post them. And I do it. I just do it once a day. It takes about, I've got, I've got sort of a regimen, but it is, it takes a good hour, hour 15. That is heroic. Yeah. And and then this week was also the week that I tried to learn how to do clips for this show. You, I thought you were kicking ass for this show. Well, uh, what I did was I used, um, the, the essentially the Postmates, the Instacart, the Lyft, uh, the gig economy version of captioning rev.com. Okay. Right, right, right. To, uh, oh, speaking of which, I'll need some money from Patreon. Uh, so, but I just did a test and uh, I just did a test episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to see how the captions came out. And they looked all right. They looked all right. Um, I, and then I got online. Uh, with uh, a guy about how to make an overlay, which will put like you remember what Jed was doing for inst- for for the Jackie and Laurie Instagram. Uh, I don't know that it was called overlay, but uh, well, yes, the overlay is just an image that goes over. It sort of borders yeah. the it borders the video with more information, like what the okay. show is, and yeah, 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 yeah. So he said he would make uh, an overlay for. Uh, for clips for me and um that you can just refill every single time yep yeah as a template and then there's something called Mm headliner.com which supposedly will what headliner.com seriously it's it's not headliner.com because headliner.com actually is is a domain for sale it's headliner something though oh man that is a fucking great domain (laughs) headliner.com if everyone could if exactly if that could become it just buy that and then point it to LaurieKilmartin.com. Ah, the Jackie and Laurie show. <laughs> Just the comics of the week. 
Uh, which I updated this afternoon. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah. Uh, so super fun. That's anyway. a lot of work. I, I, uh, I'm part of me is like, well, maybe, uh, I'll have to figure out a comedy career that doesn't involve tons of video because it's just not, <laughs> it's not my love. It's not my nature. And, uh, I mean, I like tweeting. So if that feeds into what I like to do, but all this other stuff, I, I, um, I can't see dedicating well, hours to it. You know, um, Tiff Stevenson, obviously, right? Yes. She's the one who encouraged me with the TikTok because she does, she does a recurring thing and she puts it on Instagram too, but it's, she recreates, she writes men as, as if she were a man writing a woman. Right. Yeah. 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 In, in literature. Yeah. So she's constantly describing like some dude's calves. <laughs> like, and, and he's just like, well, you know, his ball sack, it was a little, it was hanging low, but I was in on it anyway. It, you know, That's great. it was like little droopy, but I'm in, it was so fuck. I don't know what this is. What is a lot of hand gestures happening? And Jackie, so, you're ready to go back out on the road. I can feel oh, you. It's bursting out of you. You need to be on stage. I'll tell you, the great thing about those clips is that it reminds me of old bits and it reminds me of what audiences sound like <laughs> Yeah, I, when, I, when I'm in a room with them. Uh, yeah, I had very few shows this week. The show I did have that was really fun after our show on Monday was uh, Alexander Malt had a show on Saturday night last night and it was a lot of fun and Kostaki was on it and oh, oh cool yeah and Augie Smith who they were both cracking me up and Renee Gauthier who I haven't seen oh. in like a bajillion years was right so funny. it was really oh. fun and Alex was great and uh, I just had a good time, you know, um, and I was up last. So I, I kind of was working on my act a little bit during people's stuff, but mostly I was just enjoying, uh, people and I hadn't seen any of these guys, you know, any of these comics. So it was, that was, that's always exciting to see, check in on how other people are handling right. the zoom life, you know? I had ex uh, a comparable experience. Friday night, I did a show with Blank Patch. Oh my god! And, uh, how's he doing? He's doing great, and a lot of new stuff. It was yeah. he had really he had a lot of great new stuff about quarantine and Shane Torres. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, so it was a super fun. And uh, shit, I'm spacing the other names. Too many names in my head because I also did like a weird panel thing, sort of a uh, mm -hmm. uh, for. Uh, and that was with uh, our comic of the week and with Liz Miley and Mealy. Me, it's Mealy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I might so, be LA. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Chloe Radcliffe. Radcliffe? Is that right? That's, uh, and yeah. the, yeah, that's, that's familiar. You, and Ashley Hairston, who um, does a lot of voiceover work, but is also a comic, I think, New York comic. So uh, cool. the, these are future comics of the week. And Abby Wambach, right? Wambach? Uh, the soccer uh, player, the screenshot oh, right, right. had a major soccer star. <laughs> I was like, you didn't seem to be aware uh, of that. No, I did not. I was not. Uh, I understand there was some sort of sporting event today. Um, <laughs> soccer game? Oh no, no, no! Oh, the Super Bowl. Yes, correct. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch it. I hope. It, I hope. I hope the good guys won. Were there I, good guys? Were they, no, not? Tom Brady's team won, and uh, I don't. Um, I don't have networked. I don't have regular television, so I'm all streaming so i can't get the super bowl i'm, I, I'm not gonna pay for it you know it, the old days you turn on channel three channel four there's a super bowl you kind of could uh enjoy it as you wanted to but 
now I'd have to really go out of my way to do it. And I just we have rabbit to. we have rabbit ears. We have HD rabbit ears, and so we get regular television. I mean, half of it's uh, just every immigrant station in the world. My rabbit ears don't work. Oh, you have a you have a very nice television. Your HD. You just needed HD rabbit ears is what you need, but you don't because you're fine. Uh, yeah, I really, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're solving a problem I thought was already solved by it not existing. <laughs> I think you just wrote my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> solving a problem no one asked you to solve, Keisha. Jackie, I've had at least half a bottle of wine. <laughs> you need minimum. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was family night. So it was oh, me, okay. my son and my son's father. We were playing Uno and uh, I usually get pretty hammered on family night as uh, every good mother does. Because <laughs> uh, every caricature of a wine mom. <laughs> I heard that, you know, I have drunk more in quarantine than I, I never drink at comedy clubs. I never, I almost never do. Um, you know, it's, it, I get a little goofy and I want to have all my faculties with me on stage. And then yeah. after my set, I usually leave, I don't hang out and drink. Um, yeah. so, so uh, I know some comics are not drinking for the first time in their lives because they're not on stage or they're not out, but I'm actually getting pretty buzzed for the first time in my life consistently, uh, because I am not on stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's wondering. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's that is weird because um, you're making notes. You're trying to cover. I see you uh, stalling for time. No, I'm uh, I'm organizing an intervention. Is that too soon? <laughs> is it too soon for that? Or how does how do we? Uh, yeah, how do we? And uh, <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, I did so many. I did so many people's podcasts this week. Yeah. And a bunch of stand-ups. And I did actually I did the writer's podcast called Writer's Block. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy, guy from Minneapolis. Uh, mm-hmm. couple, uh, you know, a couple of the younger guys yeah. doing a and I was a little nervous about it. Um, but Chad Daniels and Carmen Morales have both done it. And because you know, y- you're you don't necessarily want to do joke machine with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. So and you don't want to turn your premises over. To just so wait, so this is a, a podcast of your premises you're working on? Uh-huh. And, Ooh. They, and they punch it up. I think it's behind a, a paywall, Patreon. Hmm. Um and um and but I, you know, I like I like the the Minneapolis guys and uh and quite honestly, I came out of it. They were uh it was actually quite helpful. They had really good angles. I'm sure it and, is. And uh and punched it up quite nicely. Um, but it was, uh, it, I was, I was dodgy going in, mm-hmm. you know, I was, and, and I've tried a couple of the jokes since, but not, I've got, they're all in red. I put them in my notebook in red. This are the ones that I didn't write this shit. No, that's not tr- uh, like, like they're just angles to try. Right. So it's like, you know, entire pages of the thing, the thing that always worries me about stuff like that. And it, it it's one thing. It's like you have an existing joke and someone tweaks it to sharpen that joke. Right. But I always worry when someone's got a new angle, like, 
like, where did you get that? Is that from you? Did you accidentally hear that? Am I going to be, am I, am I being pushed to do somebody else's joke because you may have heard it and just mangled it up in your head? You know what I mean? That always worries me when Wait. it goes off in a totally new direction as opposed to them just tweaking a punchline that you wrote. You know what I mean? Oh, I, you know, I, um, to be quite honest about it, I was worried that I was writing premises for them. That was my greatest uh, worry about doing the podcast at all, mm -hmm. you know, sort of because you know how like we all come up with kind of the same premises. There's premises in a row kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's in the zeitgeist. It's out in the ether. Uh, and we're all kind of talking about the same things. And that's not even topical. Right. That's just for some reason, everybody's talking about Planet of the Apes in 1996, right? I don't know. Oh my God, Dana Gould. Yeah, he started it in '94. Started it. Oh, did he start it? And then, and then other people. I feel. I feel took, like he did. Off. Yeah, right. He's the I first think. one I saw that it was so thorough. I can't believe anyone else. I believe the word is definitive. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, but the, uh, the, yeah. So, but it's kind of like that, you know, like sort of like my Schrodinger's cat premise. Mm -hmm. It, it's, there's a bunch of people using that as an analogy, which quite honestly helps me because I don't have to explain it quite so hard. And, um, but the, um, the, cr the crazy thing is, is, so I, I mean, that was what I was afraid of is that I'm writing new premises for these guys, mm -hmm. except for that. I knew them and I, and other people did it and, and they said it was swell and they're good guys. And mm -hmm. so, um, that was, that was my only concern. Not that because a couple of the premises are kind of new enough and big enough that, that, and they aren't gelling the one, the one, the Axel one was the one that I brought them. Mm-hmm. That is the most sort of fleshed out. And they came up with several, like, I just, uh, whenever I do that joke, I'm always like, what am I doing? You know, I'm always <laughs> like, where, what do I want out of this? You know, what, right. what do I, where's the, I, I, you know, I've got essentially it's, it's arcing, 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 and it's not coming back down to mm -hmm. the, to the punchline I needed to land on and crush. And so they just gave me some ideas. Some of them were silly. Some of them were smart, but it's not, it can't hurt. I could just add to the sure. menagerie in my brain about that bit. Did so. you, um, did you see or pay attention to the Ted Alexandra SNL thing at all today? Did you see that on Twitter? No, I saw your thing. Uh, uh, was it the guitar thing? Oh, oh, that's a separate thing. Um, okay. yeah. So I just, I made a little, t some little tweet about guitars not being that must, they must not be that expensive. I didn't reference SNL, but it was because BB Bridger's master guitar, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Peter Frampton <laughs> responded to my tweet. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do you need? And I was like, uh, four? But I, and that, that ended the interaction. But oh, my right. God. It was just like, yeah. I know I saw that. And I was like, holy smokes, he's in a band, right? He's a big deal, that guy. He is Peter Frampton live. He's not in a band, Jackie. He <laughs> is the band. But himself um, the okay. He was following me, and I wasn't even following him. I was like, oh, let me, let me correct that immediately. I don't know how that happened. Right. Uh, but so he, he's too. done Conan. He's very funny. He's like a, 
you're, I was like, he was surprisingly a decent guy. What, what I've seen him what, do guest segments and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that was kind of cool. But, uh, so SNL did, um, uh, a Zillow ad where, you know, they, they kind of like likened looking at Zillow to porn and people were, you know, becoming very roused by looking at, at houses on Zillow. Wow. And it, um, very closely mirrored a Ted Alexandra bit. And he, you know, instantly like he, he, he put up, the, you know, their clip and then his clip, because it was on a special that was released last year. And he's been doing it before the pandemic, of course, all over yeah. New York city, yeah. Um, where, you know, who knows could have, who could have heard it and may have lodged in their brain secretly, you know, yeah. way, way down there. And then they, they came up with it later or it's in the zeitgeist because everyone's looking at homes because we're all bored and everyone's obsessed with, uh, improving this space that they live in because they're in it 24 hours a day. You don't really know, but for Ted, you know, he almost can't do his joke now because the SNL one did so well and it got so much traction that um, it's like they 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 peed all over it. So it's their it's their thing now. Um, right. Which Here's the good news. It does what? suck. But the good the the only good news is he got it on the on the on the special first. Yes, you got yeah. the timestamp. Yeah, that's that is you good. Got, but you and, don't. And the you album. Know, you can't explain that to people at a comedy club when you. No, you're just, but you, if, usually you get the stretch sign because the checks on all down, and you want to do your your Zillow bit, and you can't because fucking SNL did it. You you're fucked. You right. can't go, folks. I wrote this in 2018. Please, right, now, right. You, you can't unpack it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You can't you can't unpack the provenance of a fucking joke in the middle of a joke. Wow, provenance and Pliny the Younger back to back, <laughs> back to back big words and references. Wow. Jackie, call back to last week. There we go. <laughs> um, but I I I understand. Like I don't know if they. You know, I don't know if anyone stole it or they just happen to think of it too, but I understand that feeling is a standard because you work a long time to figure out the beats of a, of a, of a chunk, you know, and, um, it's, it's not an instant thing that you do in a week, you know, like I'm SNL scared. does. Yeah. I'm and terrified so, about, about the gender sexuality chunk. But right. Because, because that's in the zeitgeist. And yes, it is. I have, I have a, like a thing that's all, it's also, you know, that's a, that's the risk we sort of run, I guess. But um, yeah, it's a bummer. It, 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 I think it, it happens to every comic at some point, you know, I, I replied to Ted, but uh, I had a, a closer for a long time where I would say the phrase lady rapist, you know, it was a guy, whatever. You can listen to my album if you want to hear it. But I, See Laurie's published work. Yeah. But I'm in it. I shout lady rapist. Right. And the, the first episode of 30 rock had Jane Krakowski saying, I think she did a show or something called lady rapist. And I was like, that's, a, that's, I, I thought that was pretty unique phrasing. And to hear that, you know, so soon after I was, you know, trotting that bit all over New York, I was like, dang, that's, you know, hmm. I, it burns, it burns. But and you know what? It, it also, it didn't really, I kept doing the bit and no one came up to me afterwards to say, oh, I heard and, that on 30 rocks. It was just a line on 30 rock, but the, yeah. this thing with SNL was like a bigger piece. A sketch? So was it a sketch? It was a, it was an ad. It was a really well shot ad. So it was like yeah. two minutes long oh, and, and it went pretty yeah. viral. So yeah, Ted's kind of fucked with that one. 
Yeah, and but the I, I mean, and hopefully, it is something that's now in the vault that he doesn't need to go there. So right, but so it's, you, a, you but know it's a drag for sure. You always deserve to be able to do a bit that's old that you worked really hard on. You have it nailed. You you just be, should be able to drag it out anytime you need to, or you feel like it, or maybe you just did ten minutes that you know is new and isn't that good, and you need your <laughs> your Zillow porn bit to get the audience back, and now you fucking can't do it. So you know, it kind of sucks, but. Ted, I mean, Ted's a great comic, so he'll absorb it. And and he did get, you know, after he posted his uh, his uh, video of the two bits side by side, TMZ, you know, picked up the story. So at least he's getting a little bit of traction that way. Maybe more people will watch his stuff or subscribe to his podcast or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. That's, those are our times. I was talking to another comic and uh, uh, on, on, um, social media and uh I, I there you know how there there are just some loud comedians right now that are like sucking up all the names. oxygen i'm gonna need some names but yes yes there is well it's just you know here's the thing for us comics that aren't like we're home every fucking night right most nights we would be out doing sets going over our stuff filling our head with our act talking to our friends, having interactions, go, you know, writing, rewriting, getting mad at ourselves or whatever. We, you go through the, everything you go through every night when you go out to do a set, right? Driving, you know, and then uh, there's no room for somebody else's career, you know, or somebody else. <laughs> you, know, you just don't have time to take in everything that everyone else is doing, all, all your other comedy friends or enemies or nemesis or whatever. And now a lot of us, most of us don't have anything else to do, but to see people, you know, pop up on Twitter with this thing or that thing. And you just go, Oh fuck. Is this what comedy is turning into? It's just like, who's the loudest, whose Patreon is dragging the most uh, people to it. And, and, you know, if people are chasing that money, which is totally understandable because you need some income, but it just, it's weird how comedy is being, it feels like it's being yanked into these directions that have very little to do with getting laughs on stage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Almost nothing. I mean, it's what, it's what I almost finished saying about Tiff Stevenson. She's mm. essentially doing, um, and so's Josh actually, uh, you know, Josh from, uh, flappers, uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Josh Snyder. Uh, yeah. Uh, at nerdy virgin, you guys, but, uh, <laughs> essentially they're just talk. they're doing one minute TikToks where they're just talking into the thing. They're not posting, uh, stand up set stuff. I yeah. Mean, I guess I'm, um, but yeah, I, I haven't been following anybody's career. Sometimes I hear, like I heard Shane Torres, um, on the show I did with him the other night was talking about how he got a Netflix thing has picked up, I think a show for him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I went up right after him and I said something kind of snarky. Sure, you got to. Hey, you got to. <laughs> no, no, I don't. But I did. And uh, and then so I had to DM him afterwards and go, hey, it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't necessary. Because I didn't belittle what he, <laughs> what he was, what he got. Yeah. But I, I was just like, um, but I said something and it wasn't, you know, because I am not paying attention to anybody else's career. Uh, and I, and, but you're right when I did the road and when I was working all the time, um, mm-hmm. 
out, I didn't, I didn't even have to try to not follow people's careers. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was just natural. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, Oh, I don't know that. Name. I don't know. Okay. That yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, I know um, that guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Typo, typo. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying like, like, uh, if, if we weren't, so we, if we, had more to do we wouldn't be freaking out about you know other shit i guess that's what i'm saying you know oh i know and other people's whatever they're getting in their career and all that stuff now it's it's uh you know if 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 you were if you the thing is it's like when you finish a set and you have new stuff that's working nothing else bothers you it's like you know, okay, so I don't have a special, but maybe I will because I've got this new shit. So you have this incredible optimism, which is, you know, based not on any kind of reality or common sense, but who cares? It feels it's just, good. It's just based on coming off stage and knowing that you did comedy well. Yes. And, and so we're not getting everything. that. Nope. We're not getting that. And it's not, well, it's, not certainly not every night. Like no, we and Zoom is okay, but you know, it's Zoom, it's good enough, but no, we're not getting what we need. And it's, we're on our 11th month of this shit and it's, it's really fucking hard and comics should just know that like, it's what, what we're going through, the not performing and, uh, you know, I mean, if, everything's hard for everybody right now, but ours yeah. is a peculiar kind of difficult. And I don't know, everyone should very fucking be easy it's, on themselves. You right, know? right. Cut yourself some slack because yeah. yeah, the 11th month of this is, but I will say it does sort of remind me, like Zoom shows are good. You know, they're yeah. fine for what they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's good ones. There's mediocre. There's there's bad. And uh, I had a Zoom bomber the other day. Again, this is the second one in like three weeks. Um, at, your, on, at your show or just not at show? my show? Just at, nah, yeah, not not my show. My show hasn't. My show hasn't had uh, any uh, any Zoom bombers. Mm-hmm. But um, the. Uh, the, but it was, you know, you remember in the nine, it, back when I used to do one nighters and weekend rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd, and I was featuring, grinding mm-hmm. it out, featuring doing these one nighters and weekend rooms. It was, I would meet these headliners who did not get that sense of joy off the, off the stage. When they came off stage, it was because the road had kind of ground them down. Oh yeah, of course. You Especially know, they're headliners. They've been doing that for a long time. And Feature, you have that kind of, Hey, I hope I have 30 minutes kind of energy. That's exciting. You know, like yeah. when you it's do the sweet spot, even if yeah. it's a two person gig. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it was, and, and some of the, I mean, the, the people who had it the worst were the ones who were trying to stay clean for TV. <laughs> in the early nineties. Oh, right. Remember oh those guys? God. Yeah, I dated guys like that. I dated a comic like that oh. who was very focused on being clean. And I mean, he was. It's really hard. I stopped trying uh very, very very quickly. And it may have yeah. hurt my career. I don't know. At that time, because you did have to be super clean to get yeah, on TV. Right. They they know? were cut, they were there was the tail end of that. You had to be super clean to get on TV. Right. And you had to show that you could do it. And then, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, television executives were like, oh, their brains are attached to their mouths. If we tell them not to swear when they go on television, they won't, you know? And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, very flattering. Um, <laughs> hey, let's do a, let's do a break. Like a max fun. Okay. 
Welcome. Thank you, Thanks. Paul. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. And then we should do Comic of the Week, who is Nancy Norton. Yay, Nancy! Yes, who I have met off and on over the years, and she mostly does corporates, and she does clean corporates, and uh, but not squeaky. That's hard to do. That is hard right. to do. Right, but she tells them she's like these are these are adult topics, and the fact that I'm angry about things, and, really? or yeah, she's you know yeah. she's like I I. She gives them um, degrees. She's like, here's G, family friendly. Is that what you want? And then I'm sure she's like, ah, okay. And then uh, and then there's PG, and then there's R, and then there's X, whatever. Yeah. Because uh, like a lot, like the corporates that we're, we're all doing right now, we ask them, like I'll ask them what they want. And they're like, well, not too many fucks. And you're like, what just happened? Okay. Uh, that doesn't seem, but Nancy Norton and it's Nancy Norton underscore TV. Uh, and she has a dry bar out. She's got a speaking of quick. Oh, cool. So that's like a, that's, that's a great thing for super clean comics to dry bar. There's not that many super clean, clean comics. Um, I'm just thinking of somebody who would, who would murder if he, if he did a dry bar. Uh, it's a, that's a tough thing to do. You know, uh, the, I think this kid did one. Uh, Wait. Remember the, uh, that's only his first name. I can't remember his last name. Okay. That but, really uh, didn't narrow it down. That's all. You almost typed Josh. Okay. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. See? Yeah. There you go. You get oh. a little kid. Yeah. And, um, but, the, uh, but he's actually squeaky clean and super silly funny. Like smart, silly, funny. Yeah. And clean is kind of idea like Tommy Ryman has one Rontowski has one Karen Rontowski has one um yeah I think I think the people that are squeaky clean that's sort of their essence anyway like I I, I kind of feel like you got to figure out what you're why you're on stage and some people that's who they are anyway so it it's okay you know yeah it's like, not a struggle I, like it I was a struggle for me you do you, you think you couldn't do a squeak Oh, I could, but it's not fun. Let me put it that way. It's not fun. Because part of me, the fun is trying to get away with stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and I can be clean. You know, that you, we've had this discussion where you're technically clean, but it's, yeah. you know, I can do like clean abortion jokes and clean rape jokes. I mean, technically they're clean, but no one wants to hear that out of corporate. Speaking of sponsorship. Oh, maybe like they want pro. a little more distance between that conversation. Between what they that signed con- up for. <laughs> and quite honestly, I, I'm excited to talk about the one. Let me read the let me read the copy. Okay. Because uh I'm excited about my thing. Uh 
Guess what, you guys? You know who's a sponsor and you can get a deal? Uh, it's Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Yeah. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Mm-hmm. And then I have to say the recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step. There's photos. It's like a Denny's uh, yes. menu. Mm-hmm. instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. The ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and mostly prepped, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meal. Uh, and not to, like a lot of things are in baggies, and it's, and so it's not, everything's individual, but it's not like heavy-duty plastics aren't used. Yeah, most of it's recyclable, and uh, I still stress anyway, but I, I stress about other stuff, so yeah. I'm enjoying the cooking, and I'm thinking about you know other people's careers so i you can take you you can keep this same amount of stress but apply it to other parts of your life i made this last week and it was out it was i think my the thing is is i never buy ground beef so the fact that they're going to send me beef with a chimichurri and so it's sauteed kale and bell pepper uh with cheese and a mango radish salsa but it's beef patties with uh, a chimichurri and i think this was i got the keto gluten-free uh just because i've been kind of trying different ones because i i will eat anything i fear no food and uh so this one it was delicious I will say. And it's, I like that they usually, almost always, they put all the spices. Like sometimes they say Peruvian spice mix. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go to the web and say, what would be in a Peruvian spice mix besides obviously cumin? And uh, is, that, is that obvious? Well, it is when you taste it and you're like, I love cumin. Thanks. Okay. And so, uh, but anyway, Green Chef is outstanding. And, um, I don't Listen, know, our, our family dinner tonight was Green Chefs. We, we did two of them. And uh, again, like it's like you said, it's ingredients I wouldn't normally buy. I'm so basic and so uh, unimaginative when it comes to food. And I, you know, we had a meal like two weeks ago that had mushrooms in it. And I was like, oh, my God. But it was good. It was good. Somehow they made they they figured me out and they <laughs> whatever the little sauces were, it didn't feel like mushrooms. Rooms. Um, right, so, so stuff like people. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that happens in a Green Chef a meal. And uh, you know, my son is cooking and he's getting more confidence during the day. Uh when he's doing the Green Chef stuff, he cooks it and then he's starting to cook his own stuff at lunch. Um, so that's you know, I'm, it's turning him into a man that could take care of himself. All right. So and use the code 9090, Jackie Laurie, to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90, Jackie Laurie. Imagine having 90 Jackie and Laurie's at your house. That's, that's how amazing this, this will be. And code 90, Jackie Laurie, for $90 off. And you can pick any kind of uh, the kinds of foods, and it's actually very simple. And if you yeah. don't like to cook, you will actually like to do this. Quite honestly, I really it like gives it. you cooking confidence. It does. Yeah. Ooh, cooking confidence. <laughs> so, what else is happening? Um, um, Chris Estrada got a yeah. series. Woo! Yeah. 
He's like, I, I call him the West Coast Josh Gondelman because everyone likes him. No one has a bad word to say about him. Because he's the greatest. And he's funny and he's nice. And he's like Good. a guy I would run into at gigs. I'm like, why the fuck is this guy not famous, working everywhere? Damn Every right. time I see him, he's got new stuff and it's a different, it's a unique point of view and he's and he's a nice person. Works and every time. Yeah. It works. It's it's happening. It ha- yeah. like good stuff happened to a good comic who's a good person, and that's always exciting. Hell yeah! Right, that's great. Yeah, I think Fred Armisen is behind it, so I, it seems like it's got like the right people you want behind it to make it at least get a season. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and well done because you. I mean, the thing is, is there's there. With Fred Armisen behind it, it, it can be nicely weird and it'll be fun. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's, he likes, he is a quirky dude and that will help. Yeah. That's awesome. That's outstanding. Ah! You, got anything, you got anything else? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm taping the debaters for Canadian oh, television yeah. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We have a tech rehearsal tomorrow. Uh, this week I have off. I have um, this morning. I wrote. Uh, I wrote for thirty minutes. It's really. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm having a very difficult time writing, and I didn't have this difficult a time on previous book ideas. Maybe because they were more specific. It wasn't so you know, a novelist sort of wandering around in your head, but, um, but also, uh, just always being in this house and never, you know, it's different when you're like, okay, I, ha- I have to leave the house at 8am. So if I want to do anything in the morning, it's gotta be between seven and seven, whatever, you know, having a hard schedule to work around is actually quite helpful and everything just feels so blurry. Um, you know, it's, I'm just having a hard time. I was talking to someone about this, about how, you know, the first three months of the, of the quarantine, I spent a fair amount of time reminding myself uh, to live in the moment, to be, you know, to make sure there was some structure to my day and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and to do these things. And there is, I think it's just sort of fatigue at this point, but, yes. um, but I will say, because at around five or six months, I feel, and I, I, we could go back and listen to these shows. No, uh, that's, that's not happening. I know it. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the, I feel like I was in a really good place, you mm-hmm. know, or I feel like I was getting stuff done and I was, you were preparing for your album. You had a, a distinct goal in mind and oh, I had a date. Yeah. Yes, and now, you had dates and now and I, you had gigs lined up and stuff like that. Yes. And I have, uh, since then completely and entirely, I just, I told my agent, I'm not booking it till I get the vaccine. I'm not booking yeah. out. And so, um, and so I don't know what to do. And, but the, but I do have new material and I do have a shit ton of software to learn how to use. And, uh, yeah. and I actually have an idea about, the the LED the LED store mm-hmm. kind of I was like because I've always wanted to kind of write like a a mystery or a, a detective novel mm. and uh, who doesn't want that set behind a dirtbag LED valley uh, oh yeah. Like just because there are two blocks on Van Nuys Boulevard in in Van Nuys uh-huh. that it doesn't matter what they put there they go out of business 
and is right by the courthouse. It's like even pawn shops and bail bonds go on. <laughs> Jackie, there is no Armenian detective literature, as far as I know, in oh, you are in wrong. right now. You are what? wrong. Oh. There is a cozy mystery series written by a woman whose last name is Cation. Really? Oh. It is. A, it is an okay, and it's all like puns on hummus and uh, shish kebab. Oh it's like, yeah. Why don't you look that up, Kyle? Why don't you? Why don't you do that? Cation cozy mystery, and uh, there's never- a there's a writer named Laura Kilmartin. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. There's so few Kilmartins, hardly any of us have accomplished anything. And the two that have almost have the same first name. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, you, you're leading in, Kyle, or what do you? Yeah, because uh, hummus and homicide stabbed in the baklava, one feta <laughs> in the grave, on the lamb, and mistletoe, moussaka, and murder. Oh my God, Jackie, you have to reclaim your family name. This is a crime. <laughs> five books there ahead of you, Jackie. We got to get this going. That is a crime. Oh my God. Somebody asked me if they if it was me. Under another What's her first name? Tina. Right, like I would only hide. Sorry, she sounds like one of your sisters. Tina goes right with Jackie and Darla. It's yeah. the it's the third girl in the family. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Stabbed at the Baklava is, uh, I remember when I first saw all the titles, I laughed. I teared up a little bit. It was so funny because uh, it was so fucking dumb. One and feta then- in the grave is pushing it pretty hard. <laughs> oh, my God. They start with I'm the same I'm starting letter, to really like her. And Jackie, she's definitely related to you. There's no way the, she's not the, related. The mini muffin mysteries, uh, the mini muffin murder mysteries are another one. There's a bunch of like weird food, women detective, you know, and it's, uh, so, you know, I finished the Dashiell Hammett book and now I'm rereading some Nicholas Blake and, and I'll go back and I'll reread some Raymond Chandler, but I really liked, like, there's a bunch, and there's a bunch of newer women mystery writers, not, not the cozy, they're not cozy mysteries. I'm not that much into it. I did like the reimagining of, of Sherlock Holmes as a woman, a, a sort of a spectrumy woman in Victorian times. Okay. Um, written by Sherry Thomas called um, A Study in Scarlet. Hmm. Uh, a, a study in Scarlet Women, because it's an actual play on a Sherlock Holmes book. A study in Scarlet might be the name of the Sherlock Holmes book. Whatever. Scarlet Woman, Sherry Thomas. First first book is great. Third book is amazing. Second and fourth book, just okay. Uh, like the second one, fourth one, about to reread. It's a great story. A lot of information there. Yeah, too much. Uh, Anyway, I, but I, I think I'm, I think I might write a hard-boiled detective uh, novel, but I, I don't like know. It. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I uh, bought cryptocurrency. Oh, did you? Not much. Yes. Uh, there's a, where, where do you there's a pack of comics that are day trading. And uh, one of them was like, you got it. You got to get XRP. You got to get XRP. So I got XRP. a little bit of XRP. Is uh, that... A and I immediately lost $50. Yeah, it's it's a cryptocurrency. But it's something you got to hold on to because apparently they're under investigation by the SEC. But if the, if the case breaks their way, then it's nonstop profits, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, fantastic. Uh, 
Um, I, uh, yeah. yeah, I just, I, I, I bought just a little bit for fun. Cause, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just don't, I'm a very conservative person that way. I, I feel like it's all a trick and it seems like a trick after this whole GameStop Reddit thing. It just seems like a game that if you are awake 20 hours a day and you're constantly tracking that shit, you can maybe game it. But if you, if you're not, you're just going to get fucked. I, I know a guy, um, I haven't seen him in years. We're still mm-hmm. Facebook friends. He used to do stand up. Very funny guy. Mm-hmm. He had one of those weird anxiety. He had to stop doing stand up because he couldn't do it sober. Or I think, is that called sober. alcoholism? No. Or is that called or a weird anxiety? It's a weird anxiety. Alcoholism is just uh, when you start drinking, you can't stop. That's oh, okay. alcoholism. Okay. You never know how many drinks you're going to have once you start drinking. Oh. Uh, and uh, that's alcoholism. And if and when you try to stop, you can't stop. Okay. So that's. But what Brian's problem was is he either had to be drunk or high to do stand up, or he would do it sober and. Then then go throw up. He had like a crazy ass anxiety thing with it. He wow. was what he what he ended up being was a very funny writer and a day trader. Mm. Uh, he uh, he he was a day trader and he would make like a shit ton of money and then not work for like a year and then have to work to get a nest egg back so he could day trade again. So he was also a roofer. Oh my God. <laughs> like an installer guy. He would install right. windows and doors and work on roofs and construction stuff. Get a little nest egg, turn oh. that 10 or 12 grand into 200 grand and then take a year off. And it sounds like a tough way to live. In a you know what? Way. In the end, it kind of also sounds like alcoholism. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. Let's Jackie take it tried so hard to give him, give him every benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Let's take a break here and ponder that. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. And we're back, ladies and germs. It's um, nice and germs. Wow. Well, you know what? We're on, we're in our fifth year of having discussions. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's bound to happen, Jack. It's bound to happen. It's true. It's, um, I, but I am, I am jonesing. You know what I'm kind of jonesing is just some downtime from the, the tech scramble that I've been doing this week, you know, because it did not like, I literally had a stress dream the night before last where 
and it was it was the repetition of posting those videos, mm-hmm. except for that it was manifested in my dream with dishes. I kept breaking dishes. Hmm. moving the dish from the counter to the water i would occasionally swip and one would fall uh, from the water to rinse it off oh occasionally it would fall and break from the from the rinsing it off into the tray fall and break and it was one of those loop dreams where it just kept and i would wake up and i'd be like stop having this stupid ass stress dream it's not even true and then i'd go and so it was a terrible night of not falling asleep a lot um hmm. i have not had many dreams uh at night or just personally in my in my life (laughs) (laughs) um i do i do miss going to new york yeah i and and play jet blue's not even operating out of burbank right now it's like ah like i i miss that 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 part, that little weekend part of my life where I'd like take the, you know, nine thirty flight out, you know, from Burbank right. you, and I wouldn't have to leave my house to like eight to nine fifteen or something like, I, cause I was 10 minutes away. You would away. bitch about it, but it was just, but it was like, like I, I literally remember I five it. months ago yeah, when, um, when I, actually was in when they first built this garage room I yeah. was just listening to the airport mix being the bored. airport mix What's yeah that? like on my phone I was just listening I was sitting in this room being bored listening to the airport mix playing Marvel Puzzle Quest essentially roll like LARPing out sitting at LAX wow it was pretty grim and uh, but I I do I miss the, the I miss hustle. the travel yeah. yes it's oh, fun. still plenty of hustle. But it's it's just, it's fun. Like last night, Saturday night, I'm a stand-up comic. And what am I doing? I'm watching five hours of the Great British Bake Off. I, I don't fucking you. care about these people or their food. I don't know what they're making. They're all, they, it's all rabbit stew. It's shit I will never eat. Every once in a while, they have a croissant I would have eat. But everything else has fruit in it. They mix awful foods together. And I, but I still, I'm like, am I, 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 I'm still just watching it, you know, and tweeting. And I'm like, this isn't how I want to spend a Saturday night ever. I fucking hate this. It's like, it's like being home on New Year's Eve, but it's happening every single night, you know? Mm. Uh, I actually like being home on New Year's Eve, uh, but I know what you mean in the way that I would like to travel again. I would like to gather with people without masks mm-hmm. and just be irritated by crowds once again. I would love that. How great would I just uh, have to sort of shoulder my way through a crowd again? Huh? Let's live for it. Do you do you feel like uh, what's it going to be like to get work after this? Like. Is it going to be harder to get work? You know, like, like we have said, you know, privately on our chat room, but it's, it just seems like the clubs that are working that are up are only booking male headliners. It's like ridiculous. And that's because there aren't any, there are, there are some women that are working. Like on the one hand, everything should be shut down. Let's just end it. But if you are open, why, why are you only booking male headliners? Because they're not, you know, I literally, I told these two people 
the two women that I know. Yes. Uh, who are willing to willing to go on the road. Yeah. And both of them were like, oh, I don't know them. And I'm like, uh, they have a lot of credits and videos. This is a great way to get to know them since you yeah. only have seven people in your, in your audience anyway. <laughs> yeah. What a great way to audition mm-hmm. new blood for your, not, and not just new to you, not new to comedy. Jesus. Yeah. And, and oh my God, they would both murder in, in every single room. In every, in every room. And I was like, there's absolutely no reason. I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling you to book someone who has seven weeks in on, on the gig. Yeah. 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 People that are 20 years in. Yeah. So they'll do the job. You'll like them. I even think that they would like them. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's uh, it it just makes me worry that um, it's going to be worse. <laughs> when well, everything they, does open back up well, again. They, well, they say that this has set back sort of um, sort of women's rights a fair amount, and well, yeah. yeah, women are losing their jobs way, yeah. way more than men. Or women yeah. are are going. All right, I'll stay home and take care of the kids, and uh, so it's setting women back a lot. I don't know if that transfers. I don't know if anything work related in normal jobs transfers to stand up comedy. I mean, it doesn't in terms <laughs> of women's rights because it's not like we can sue to a club to make them hire more women, but you could sue, you know, you could sue an industry or a company for sexism, but you can't, you can't do that in a club. You just have to, you know, figure out a way to get the club owner to like you or you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. I think that will continue. And it, whether or not, I mean, I I do think that there has been some strides quite honestly in sort of, um, in in women's rights and in, in women's yeah. and women's ex, and expectations in the last Kamala helps and um, I hope and Twitter helps. What do you what do you think about us because we were sort of outspoken about say Jeffrey Ross or Brian Callen? Is that going to hurt our ability to get cl- working clubs that still work those guys? Not Rich Miller's club. His club closed. I, um, you know what I heard? I heard that um, uh, it's being brought back by the helium, helium? guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like it's it, it, so it's be, it, this is like becoming a chain that doesn't work us, and it, and they, he seems to keep growing and grabbing more clubs. And what can we do? Are we supposed to just not be comedians anymore because this one? one club owner doesn't like us and he, you know, I don't know. No, no. I I mean, I was told this very early on and I still believe it, whether or not you believe it or whether or not anyone, what it manifests, what that will look like is if I can consistently make a room full of people laugh, Mm -hmm. there will be work for me. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Is it, is it always going to be the, yeah. I think that's true. Is it always going to be the A rooms? No. I mean, I don't know what it's going <laughs> yeah, to be. Like what it's going to manifest. The the good thing about me, I will say this, is that mm-hmm. I am willing to do the work. Right? Yeah. I'm willing. To- uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so are you. You're just yeah. like you're mm-hmm. you will show up if there is stage time. Mm-hmm. If if what's left is Venture Comedy Club and you're like, hey, Randy, can I get a 20? Like, <laughs> They're doing outdoor shows, I guess. Right. 
Uh, someone someone thought they were doing yeah. it. Didn't Kira say she was doing one? I think so. I think she did one. Yeah. yeah. And what did they have to clap with? I forget. It wasn't clappers. Like oh, shit. Was. It was cow cowbells. <laughs> what is it? On the one hand, no. On the other hand, can I do a set there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to do one hand. a set in front of an audience that has to respond with cowbells. Jackie, it's a once in a lifetime. You got to do it. We are living in once in a lifetime times, my <laughs> friends, and that's fine. Um, yes, I would do it, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I don't know, but so and then um, and then Aparna, uh, I booked Aparna for two Comic of the Week shows months from now. I believe she's doing so, the uh, show two months from now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm looking forward is to like, it. wait, I'm not doing two of your shows. <laughs> and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. And um, see, uh, I did a podcast called Panic or Anxiety, Panic Attacks or Panic. This was a podcast with two guys uh, in New York. Okay. Um, and we talked about how we deal with pain and that I did this morning. So I don't, I mean, if you guys want to feel, uh, you realize how I'm handling the stress of uh, being alive in these uh, timeless, unti- unseemly times, it's, there's, it's, it's just, you know, quite honestly, it just feels like, like a different grind that I'm used to. Right. So I'm yes. still grinding it out. But it is not the grind I'm used to, and I'm not making the money that I that I was making. No, of course so, not. So my, it has. There's some anxiety there too. There, and, and there's also will my anger at the percentage of the population that is blowing this off and extending it because they don't they don't uh, do the right thing. They don't master. They don't stay home. And the comics that do that, or the comics are like, oh, this is bullshit. Will I? Maybe I'll forget it. Maybe I won't care, you know, in a year from now when everything's, we're all working again. Maybe it's just, I'm glad to be working and I'm not going to be mad at, you know, this person or that person. But like right now, I'm just, it just feels like there's like people that are comics that are doing the right thing. And then comics that are just being shitty and, uh, you know, proudly shitty. At least I don't mind someone sneaking. At least if you're sneaking, you know, I get it. You're, you know, uh, you're doing your, your sneaky shows that uh, and people had to be invited to. Okay, fine. But like proudly, uh, I had COVID last week. Come see me headline this week. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, damn, it's it, it's but, really disappointing. Um, and I liked right. it when I didn't know much about other comedians. Right. We didn't, when, when there was no 24-hour internet you would just hear about kind of just kind of shitty comics yeah shitty behavior and you'd be like but you would forget like you would always remember when you saw their headshot at the next club you were yeah and then it's like maybe it's a rumor and maybe it's a rumor and if you never see them in real life their headline you know right um remember that guy um he was always he was always drunk and he had to be sort of cleaned up by the feature it was uh do you have a name what city is he from uh and so i'm writing <laughs> that's all oh, I um, you know that guy right yes hold on uh, and, but he would get uh, so fucked up yes and and i know women that's comics his first who, name right 
Yeah, that's his first. No, that is his first name. Yes. um, Okay. So he would get so fucked up. I heard that you had to, like, he would wet himself and stuff, and you had to kind of do whatever you were willing to do to clean him up. And I know women featured for him who would kind of, who went too far with the cleaning up. And then he would ask him to, like, blow him or jerk him off or something. And they're like, no, I was being a decent. And wow. so these were the rumors I would hear in the nineties about yeah. this guy. Yeah. And then you were like, Oh, and then you, and now I've, I've met him now twice. Yeah. Every time I play that city, I, he comes to the show and I'm always like, I, I can't hang out with you. I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't have time to, to make this into it. And he's always like, do you guys want to go somewhere for drinks or something? I'm like, no. No, I don't want to be well, yeah, but you don't go for drinks. Thank God you were you're an alcoholic and you can tell people <laughs> I don't go for drinks. Got that built in. That's your version of I have a kid back at the hotel room. I have to get back to my son. Right. Except for I never do tell anyone that I, <laughs> that I don't drink because I always think it makes me feel less cool. I only tell the thousands of listeners we have. Uh-huh. Um, um, I think so many comics are sober now. It makes you the coolest. Uh, well, I know I'm super cool. When I think of cool, let's be honest. Look at this. I'm wearing my ad ads in love uh, shirt that was given to me. I believe in Seattle. Uh, okay. I'm still wearing this shirt. We're at an hour, right? We are Kyle? aggressively at an hour. We can go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.